You're listening to the Homeschool Music Mama podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Haberer. I'm a music educator and a homeschooling mama. This is a show where we talk all things music education and homeschooling. So let's get started. Hello, hello. Thanks very much for joining me. You are listening to episode one, uh, season one of the Homeschool Music Mama podcast. I guess you could call this kind of our inaugural episode. If you listen to episode zero, which was just kind of a brief intro, you're going to hear a little bit of a repeat of what you heard last week. But I really wanted to convey two things I wanted to accomplish today. Essentially, I wanted to introduce myself to you so you could get to know me a little bit better. And I also wanted to give you the reason and the purpose behind the podcast. So I'm going to start out by introducing myself. Um, as you probably heard in the intro, my name is Gabby Haberer. I am your host for the show. I'm a former elementary school administrator. Um, before that, I was a curriculum coordinator. And before that, I was a classroom teacher. But I have now turned into a homeschooling mama. I currently run a private music studio here in my town where I teach piano, cello, music theory, and preschool music. And I wanted to, you know, I, I don't know, I, there's so much I want to share about music education. So I hope you'll stay with me for the ride. But about me, I love music. I love music. It's been a gift and a privilege to study music. And I think as any homeschooling mama will probably tell you, we as adults even continue to be lifelong learners. I still continue to learn and grow in this art. As a matter of fact, I still take lessons from my childhood teacher. Um, shout out to my childhood teacher if he happens to be listening. He really shaped and molded a lot of my classical education in piano. And um, it, yeah, he just really transformed my life. He gave me the ability to read music and um, find myself and my expression in music education, in the piano particularly. But I also love homeschooling. Um, I just, I'm a huge advocate of homeschooling. I just, uh, our homes, homeschooling is a lifestyle, right? It's not just the book work that we do. It, it really is a lifestyle. Before my son was born, I was a staunch supporter of public education. You know, I believe that although it's a broken system in so many ways, that public education was really the best option in terms of whole child schooling. I mean, they have access to every content area, right? I mean, art, music, library, PE, um, and, you know, I guess I'll throw in a little, and, and socialization, right? Homeschoolers, <laughs> that seems to be the word that, that we're always questioned about is socialization. But, you know, when my son was born, I so fell in love with him that I couldn't imagine going back into the workforce. Like I, I couldn't bear to part with him. And my husband at the time made the wisest decision. He just had the discernment at the time that I did not have. And he really encouraged me to stay home. And I pushed back on it a little bit, but he was like, you know, just stay home for a period of time. You know, adjust. This is a major transition in our lives. We have a baby now. Stay home. Let's see what you think about it. Let's see, you know, how how life develops, you know, how, how, how things evolve for us. And I have to say, I initially protested, sadly, because you know, my ident my identity had been wrapped up in my career. I loved my job. Um, Spanish is my first language. I was a Spanish. I was a bilingual asset to my school district and my campus. And um, 
yeah, you know, I, I kind of pushed back on it. But um, uh, he just knew, I guess he foresaw things that I could not foresee at the time. I mean, there's probably an entire podcast episode right there that we could talk about. But essentially, that's where my homeschooling journey began. And I haven't looked back or regretted a single day of it. I It has just been the loveliest gift, privilege that I could ever have been given. My child is just the loveliest gift and privilege that I could ever have been bestowed. It just... He's just beautiful. But I am now, of course, the biggest supporter of homeschool education that you'll find around. Um, And so that's one of the reasons, it's one of the things I really would like to include in the podcast. It's part of my life and it's part of the community that we exist in as a family. And I know so many homeschooling mamas that um, we just all learn from each other. And so hopefully you'll get to enjoy those chats that I have with those homeschooling mamas and how music education has impacted their life, but essentially how, how they homeschool because we all homeschool for different reasons, but we all homeschool in different ways, but there's still something to learn, I think, from, from each experience. The point, the purpose, the intention behind the podcast I want to share that music is truly magical. It really is. And I don't say that lightly. To be able to play an instrument and transport yourself to another time, to another place, or even just another emotion is powerful. It's almost like sitting with a good book and savoring each character or each plot setting or, or, or each, you know, each, each turn that, you know, I, I just, I'm, we're, I'm also an avid reader. And um, I love, although I don't have the time for, for that these days, I love, I have resorted to audiobooks, which in my opinion are just as good as sitting down with a book. But there is something about a nice warm cup of tea and a good book and a warm blanket. Um, but it's, you know, music is, is, I would even contend that it is just as, if not better than a good book. <laughs> it can just take you anywhere. I really want to convey that especially, you know, our children have such an opportunity to engage in music education as homeschoolers. We have that freedom, right? We can explore so many things. There's so many avenues, so many options for us to um, to, to put our children into. I mean, soccer and tap and karate. And I mean, I, that's just such a privilege of homeschooling, right? We can choose what our children's interests are and maybe even indulge them in some of our interests. Um, I'm also a big kayaker. I love kayaking. Um, and we bought my son his first small kayak uh, last year. And uh, we, we only took a couple of trips because it it got cold on us. But I'm looking forward to, to doing that. But anyway, I, I, I there's the tangent right there. <laughs> But what I'm trying to convey is there's just so many things, right, that we can in- involve our children in as homeschoolers. And the one thing that absolutely has just these amazing superpowers is music, music education. I want to share with you the benefits of music education. Now, there's tons of them. And so, I mean, it could probably take me many podcast episodes to get through all of the benefits, all of the the brain benefits. You're growing bigger, better brains when you study music. And I want to share all of those with you, but there's cognitive and academic and social and emotional. I mean, the science is there. There's published scientific papers that talk about preliteracy and language development and speech perception. It just, I mean, it's amazing. And I want to share a lot of that research with you and hopefully encourage you 
to maybe even compel you, right, to go off and find music education for your children. You know, when I was a principal, school funding was a constant issue. I worked in a low-income district um, outside of the Austin area here in Texas, and, um, you know, I, it just seemed to have come up at every district meeting. I mean, I, I think that's the bane of every of every public school. They're just, they're constantly looking for money, right? There are just so many things that our, our, our children need that, yeah, there's just, money's always a shortage. There's there, there's never enough of it. It just forever seemed as though we simply didn't have the money or resources to educate the population that we had. I opened a new campus one year, and that campus had actually been split from a previous campus. It just had astronomically high numbers and was a low-performing campus. And so the idea was to break it in half, essentially, and see if we could remediate the situation with less children and more staff. I mean, great idea, right? But the year I opened the classroom, we didn't have enough books to pass on to classroom teachers, particularly in the fourth and fifth grade. Those were testing grades. Um, they, uh, yeah, there weren't enough science or math textbooks. So kids actually had to share science and math textbooks. We didn't have the money to purchase, the, you know, what we needed until the following school year. When money is tight, at least in the districts that I worked in at the time. And again, I, this is not to slander or attack or uh, denigrate public education in any way. It's just a reality. It, it, it was a reality for me in my schools. Uh, when money is tight, art and music are ultimately the content areas that are cut. Why? <laughs> yeah, the answer, at least that I was given, was, you know, they're simply not given the same value as other content areas because they're not tested. They are not evaluated. There isn't standardized testing for art and music. You know, and I remember having to talk to board members and trying to convince my own superintendent um, to not cut our music teacher position. I had this amazing music teacher. She was absolutely phenomenal. She helped me so much in my first years as an administrator. She just was amazing. And they wanted to ultimately cut her position on campus and essentially have her as a traveling music teacher that would come once a week. She would see like kinder through second grade one week and then third through fifth grade the next week. So essentially, if you were a first grader, you'd have music class every other week for 45 minutes. Not only did I want to save her job because she was just this, she's just a brilliant teacher, but knowing the very little I knew about the cognitive benefits of music education at that time you know, I, I humbly went to the powers that be and tried to make a case as to why we should actually be increasing music education in our schools. And I was essentially told that while they regretted the situation, and I do believe that they, they regretted the situation, um, music was not a tested grade. I tried to tell them and I, you know, showed them the little bit of research that I had at that time that if they actually increased music education, primarily in the younger grades, they could potentially see higher test scores as the study of music has been attributed to higher cognitive and academic benefits in children, particularly in the areas of speech, speech perception and language development. And here we were running a primarily bilingual campus. I mean, I just, I'm like, are any bells ringing or any, you know? 
And I, you know, I don't know, as homeschoolers, again, going back to that, we have the freedom to advocate and adopt music education in our home curriculum. It's there, there, you don't have to cut music and arts from our, from our own current curriculum, from our homeschool curriculum, right? I mean, isn't that one of the most beautiful things about what we do? We can spend time on the things that really resonate with our children. Like for right now, for my son right now, it's dinosaurs. I just, he has an absolute obsession. We have been to uh, a couple of a state park, uh, you know, here in Texas, and we've been to a couple of dinosaur attractions. And it just, he's, he's all about the coloring books and the drawing books and the actual figurines. And he just, oh, he's just loving that. But that's just amazing. We have that liberty and that freedom to explore all of that beautiful content. So the purpose of this podcast, I'd say, is to essentially discuss music education, to advocate for music education, all of its benefits, and to talk about how it can fit into our homeschool. And of course, because I'm a homeschooling mama, we'll also talk about the ins and outs of homeschooling in general. You'll get to hear from some of the top leaders in music education, as well as regular homeschooling mamas, just like myself, <laughs> who work hard just to make the next day better than the last. I mean, who wants to make each minute of their homeschool lives count for their children, right? We all do. Music education is something that can make every minute count in our student in our children's lives. So I'll wrap it up there, but uh, next week I'll be sharing with you a little bit of the research, and I promise not to get too sciencey uh, or geek out on all the scientific data. Um, but essentially, I there's just I, I'm going to try to cap it. Maybe it'll extend into two episodes, but I really want to share with you the cognitive and academic, the social and the emotional benefits of music education. And after that, my hope is that you'll be out running to go find a music teacher for your child. Um, and if not, hopefully the next couple of episodes will encourage you to do that because it just, um, there, there really is power in music and in music education. Anyway, bye for now.